Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Yesterday I received this book, 274 pages written on both sides, handwritten, handprinted, by a fellow named John. He wrote this in prison. He's in a prison cell in Prairie Duchesne, Wisconsin. The title of the book is Weep My Child. He wants me to keep this until he gets out of jail 24 years from now. John's in prison because one night he was driving on a snow-covered highway in Wisconsin. Three children were in the back seat of the car and he lost control of the car and it slid into the oncoming SUV. His oldest son was, was killed. The other two children seriously injured. An open beer can was found on the front seat of the car. John is a Nigerian, a former Catholic priest. I baptized his three children just two weeks before that accident. Ministering to John and his family and relatives literally ripped this guy out of his comfort zone. Today's scripture lesson, the first reading for today, talks about a time when Peter was ripped out of his comfort zone. In the gospel lesson just read, Jesus tells Peter, he will be literally ripped out of his comfort zone. But that is what ministry is all about. Our text is Acts 11, 1 to 18. Listen again to verse 17. If then God gave the same gift to them as he gave to us when we believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, who was I that I could stand in God's way? Next Tuesday is call day here at Concordia Seminary. On that day, some of you will be receiving your first or your vicarage assignment or internship assignment for the coming year. While others of you will be receiving your first call into the pastoral or diaconal ministry of the Lutheran Church. Shortly after classes conclude in May, you and your families will be leaving your respective comfort zones in order to answer God's call to be in mission to his people, people for whom his son Jesus Christ suffered hell and died on the cross. This is an awesome privilege and responsibility. Now the story that unfolds in Acts 10 and 11 is an aha moment for Peter, for the first century church, and for those of us who would be engaged in ministry in this, the 21st century. As we hear these words, we are indeed reminded of several important truths that we keep hearing about in our classes here at the seminary and experiencing in our life in today's church. Now Luke believes this to be so important that he tells the story of Cornelius three times in these two chapters. 
In this story, we read, we read how God revealed to Peter that, that his love in Jesus Christ is for every human being on this planet. Now, this wasn't some new revelation. God had made it clear through the words of men such as Isaiah the prophet that his people, the chosen people of Israel, were chosen for a purpose. They were chosen in order to be a light to the nations of the world. But the people throughout the years just didn't get it. Jesus and his ministry reached out to Jew and non-Jew alike. His love knew no boundaries. But the disciples, they just didn't get it. Peter's description of his divinely directed encounter with Cornelius opened the eyes of early Christians and subsequently the doors of Christian congregations to people of every color, culture, and background. Now the assignment that many of you will receive next Tuesday will require you to leave your comfort zone. In the placement process, we talk an awful lot about best fit. That is, candidate, family, and congregation fitting well together. Sometimes I think we make a big mistake of thinking that best fit somehow means where I and my family feel most comfortable. No. Best fit is where God uses your ministry to have an eternal spiritual impact for good for his people. There will be times you can be sure when your most important work, your most important ministry is done in the most uncomfortable of situations. Service to God and his people in the pastoral and diaconal ministry requires us to leave our comfort zones. Cornelius, the man whose house Peter went to, was not in Peter's comfort zone. But Peter might have thought he was. Earlier, Cornelius is described as a God-fearing man. That meant that although he was a non-Jew, he was a follower of Judaism, but not all the way. He's described as a man called a proselyte of the gate. This means that he was not circumcised. Therefore, Peter could have easily thought that Cornelius could come the rest of the way into his comfort zone. Then Peter wouldn't have to go out to him. But that's not what the Lord thought. Note how the Lord pushes Peter out of his comfort zone, and not just in the privacy of his own thoughts either. Consider verse 11. And behold, at that very moment, three men arrived at the house in which we were, sent to me from Caesarea. The Lord didn't give Peter a chance to catch his breath. The Lord did not say, Whoa, this is a huge change for Peter. I better work slowly. I'll talk to him for a few months, let him get used to the idea, and then I'll give him a little taste of it. Maybe in a year or so, he'll be ready. No way. 
God didn't let Peter sit around and think about it. He threw him in immediately. Think of how strange that had to be for Peter. Not only did he do something he had never done before, enter a Gentile's house, he actually stayed with a Gentile. Now, talk about being ripped out of your comfort zone. One thing I think that we have to realize is that almost all mission work is cross-cultural work. When I say that, I'm not really thinking completely about the many opportunities we have to witness to people of different nationalities or backgrounds. I'm also thinking about our reaching out to the average, unchurched American. Even within this demographic, there are significant cultural differences from one generation to another. Not many of them are like us. The unchurched are operating with a completely different value system. They have a completely different mindset. To reach them, we need to leave our comfort zone and go where they are at. And this isn't easy. In fact, it's downright difficult at times. But this is all part of mission work. Peter not only experienced this difficulty in terms of Cornelius, he even experienced difficulty when he returned home to his own people. The difficulty there continued. Listen again to verse 2. So when Peter went up to Jerusalem, the circumcision party criticized, saying, you went to uncircumcised men and ate with them. On the one hand, let's remember what a tremendously difficult transition those first Christians had to make. For centuries, they had worshipped on Saturday, brought animal sacrifices to the temple, and were circumcised. And they did it all under the direct command of God. But now, suddenly, there are no longer animal sacrifices, and they don't need to be circumcised. In addition, they began worshiping on Sundays. That would be similar to us switching our Sunday morning schedule to Mondays and then saying that baptism is no longer important. If that happened, I think there would be some serious questions asked. So on the one hand, I think it's easy to comprehend their criticism. On the other hand, notice they make no mention at all of the fact that the Gentiles were saved. It was like they had tunnel vision. This criticism had to be upsetting to Peter. With all of this difficulty, we might wonder, is it worth it? Yes, yes, a thousand times yes. True, there's agony involved in leaving our comfort zones. But that agony is nothing compared to the joy of bringing people to Jesus Christ. You see, mission work is all about rescuing people, saving people for all eternity. Listen again to what the angel told Cornelius about Peter. He will bring a message through which you and your household will be saved. Mission work is about saving people. Just think of it. The triune God allows you and me to be part of his rescue team. Here's God the Father who took the fierce wrath over against sin, out over against his son Jesus instead of us. His son Jesus was sacrificed for us. Think of the commitment the Father has in this. Then there's God's Son, 
who didn't fight against that plan but considered the plan to be a wonderful plan. Jesus willingly, not reluctantly, suffered and died as payment for our sins. That was after he had sacrificed 33 years of life on this planet, keeping the law for us. He's got a pretty big commitment in this as well. And there's God the Holy Spirit, who is now working tirelessly to bring people to faith through word and sacrament. Yes, here's the triune God, who has sacrificed tremendously for us, giving us the honor, giving us the privilege of being partners in his rescue team. Wow. As Peter looked back over his life, I'm sure he got chills down his spine every time he thought about his visit to Cornelius' house. I have to believe that he and Cornelius became the best of friends, that whenever, he saw, they, whenever they saw each other, they greeted each other like long-lost brothers. You know what? None of that would have happened had Peter remained in his comfort zone. I feel confident in saying that the vast majority of Christians who have left their comfort zones to bring people to Jesus Christ are extremely grateful that they did as they think of their new brothers and sisters in the faith, as they think of the wonderful opportunities they've had to see eternal life come to people right before their very eyes. And you know what? They have no second thoughts. They wouldn't trade it for anything. And while Peter at first had to endure criticism for the church, consider what happened after he explained the situation to them. When they heard these things, they fell silent and they glorified God, saying, Then to the Gentiles also God has granted repentance that leads to life. Just as criticism upset Peter, their praising God had to make him feel good. And I'm sure he counted on their support in the days, months, and years ahead. You see, the more people that we have working with us together in this mission field, the better it is. When we're alone, the difficulties increased and the joy diminished. But when we're in this mission together with the Lord, everything gets flipped around. The difficulties diminished and the joys increased. Therefore, by the enabling power of God's Holy Spirit, let's keep working together in this God-given mission that we have received for Jesus' sake and for his people's sake. Amen. And the peace of God that surpasses all human understanding keep our hearts and minds in true faith in Christ. Amen.